gentle listener, I have an exciting offer for you today. If you've been enjoying being a fly on the wall during my coaching sessions with Lou and are wondering how it would feel to be the one in the hot seat, now's your chance. Between September 15th and October 30th, I'm giving away 30 free 90-minute coaching sessions. Yes, 30. I'm calling this the Wild Why Project and we'll be focusing on relevance and your reason for being. So if you're curious about what having the support of a coach would be like, run to the show notes and click on the link to grab yourself a spot. This project will fill and I won't be running another one until next year. If you've clicked and there are no spots left, or you're from the future and listening to this podcast after October 2023, hi, do not despair. Go to my website, www.emmawittard.com and sign up for my newsletter. Then you'll get a notice next time I run a project in 2024. I hope to get to meet you one-to-one, face-to-face, on Zoom in the very near future. And now on to the show. The rules we grew up with were never meant for us. It's time for a change. Welcome to Becoming Wild. This podcast will support you in untethering from conditioning, examining limiting beliefs around womanhood and value, and tapping into your innate power. Because when women embody our truest, wildest selves, we change much more than our own lives. We change the world. I'm your host, Emma Wittard. Hello. Welcome to episode 10 of Becoming Wild. I'm your host, Emma Wittard, and I'm coming to you today from my home in Pasadena, California. It's September and the equinox and my birthday. I was born exactly on the equinox, the moment in time when daylight hours and nighttime hours are equal. The light and dark are balanced, which is super cool as balance is what I am here to do. Balance is not only part of my reason for being here, it's also a top value of mine. And this is our first episode of three that will focus in on our values. Our values are the qualities and characteristics that we most care about in our lives. They are the things or principles that we want to live by and stand for. Some of my top values are balance, authenticity, integrity, vulnerability and love. They're important because when we live outside of our values, even if we aren't consciously sure of what they are, we tend to feel that something is wrong. And that can manifest in lots of unhelpful ways. For example, as a lack of self-esteem or anxiety or resentment. Conversely, when we're clear what our values are and how to live them, and we then practice our values on a moment-to-moment basis, we tend to experience a greater sense of alignment, confidence, and purpose. 
Lou and I will be talking about her values in our coaching session today. I asked her to identify her top 10 ahead of time and then narrow them down further to a few for us to work on. But before we get to that, let's see what wild question has popped into my inbox this week. G writes, Dear Emma, in a world often defined by rapid changes and diverse perspectives, how do we cultivate and uphold values that withstand the test of time, allowing us to stay true to our principles even amidst societal shifts and evolving norms? This is a great question, G. Thanks for sending it in. In order to cultivate our values, first we need to be aware of what they are. One way of figuring this out is to think of three people you respect and admire. They can be real or fictitious, alive or dead. For each of them, list out what you believe their characteristics are. Then look at the common characteristics between them. These are likely to be your main values. Once we're clear what they are, now we need to figure out how to practice them. And I do believe that in order to cultivate and uphold our values, we do need to define them for ourselves and actively practice them. I go through the process of defining values in my session with Lou on this podcast today. So take a listen to how we do that. You talk about cultivating values that withstand the test of time. For me, the way to do that is actually to review and evolve my values on a regular basis. I have found for myself and with my clients that as we do this work of deconditioning from the patriarchal stories we have been given, often our values change. You may value success, for example, which you define as having a senior position at work. However, after examination, if you decide that success by that definition is no longer important to you, you may choose to focus on another value, for example, freedom. Or you may choose to redefine success in this context to mean something that is more important to you now. For example, success might mean the ability to live a balanced and meaningful life. My values have evolved as I have evolved and as society and norms have evolved. If I had stuck with the values I had five years ago, I would have been unable to move forward and I would not have been taking advantage of my evolved perspective. Let me know what you think of this answer. Sending you lots of love. And now, on to our coaching session. Hi, Lou. How are you today? I'm good, Emma. How are you? How has your inner wisdom been? My inner wisdom has been definitely, I wouldn't say it's been loud, but my inner critic has not been loud either. Good. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of like, it's just being more aware and listening for one over the other. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I suppose actually now that I think about it a little bit more, 
I have had two, so I'm running a coaching project right now, and I've had two of my calls last week. And both calls, I felt myself, I felt very present and tuned in and intuitive. And I felt like it was some of the best coaching that I have done so far. That's great. Yeah. And that I think that inner wisdom piece is, is the new piece that's added in. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. From my point of view, that's the most important bit of coaching. It's it, exactly as you say, the presence. Mm-hmm. And then having faith that your intuition is going to lead you mm-hmm. the right way. Yeah. That's great to hear. Yeah. Okay. And you had some homework mm-hmm. to identify your values if you haven't identified them already or, or reviewed yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and find three to really focus in on. Yeah. So I I have three values that have been my kind of touchstones throughout for the last uh, couple of years as I have been building my coaching business. Those are connection, compassion, and creativity. Great. And but I thought, you know what, maybe now's a good time to sense check those and see what else is is coming up as important. So I went through the values list and I narrowed down. So the other two that I looked at pretty closely were acceptance and community. Um, and then I re-looked at compassion, connection and creativity Uh, And so thinking maybe I'm expanding my list of values or maybe it's changing how I'm looking at connection and compassion. How is acceptance part of compassion? Yeah. How how is community part of connection? Okay. So which one would you like to work with today? Um, I think acceptance. Okay. Have you defined it for yourself? Yes. Great. Could you tell me what you said? One thing I have been enjoying about just this entire process with you is that your work is so much about as a woman. And so adding that filter in to looking at all of these values really gave me a just, yeah, an interesting different take on it than I had done in the past. So as a woman, acceptance is fully accepting and loving myself first and foremost, accepting things as they are, not looking for them to be someone else, something else. And then I said, The same with people, accepting people as they are, not looking for them to be something else. And I also said acceptance is uh, respecting my boundaries. Right. Yeah. And what is acceptance not? 
acceptance is not allowing myself to be mistreated or taken advantage of. Acceptance is not doing everything everyone asks me for or everything that I think I should be doing. Yeah. Great. And what do you need to believe in order to practice your value of acceptance? I need to believe in my worthiness and my enoughness and in everyone else's, everything else's worthiness and enoughness. And where would you say you are with your own worthiness and enoughness now? I feel like I am, I am worthy and I am enough. Um, especially when I'm consciously thinking about it. So I think where I'm at is really um, becoming more aware of the limiting beliefs and the other, you know, moments where I'm not unconsciously believing. Yes. Continued awareness. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, to practice this value, how do you need to be feeling? Hmm. I need to be feeling, I want to say open, but that's not really an emotion, I don't think. I need to be feeling well, I, I'm just going to roll some things out of my head open and um, stable and balanced. Mm, that's maybe not true. I can imagine feeling acceptance even when I'm stressed, maybe stress acceptance of stress what do i need to be feeling to practice acceptance i don't i don't know <laughs> can you can you is there another way you can ask it that's a really good question <laughs> yeah and this is a genuine question is there an emotion mm -hmm that needs to be present yeah. in order to be able to here's an emotion that needs to be present but maybe is also a byproduct of acceptance love i i feel like they're very connected to each other yeah absolutely i had the word compassion in my head and it's the yeah. same you know, it's another mm -hmm. another element of the same thing. Yeah. 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 And that's like I said, um, compassion is one of my values that I've had on the list. And as I was doing some of this initial work, I was I was realizing, oh, acceptance and compassion. Acceptance is like the first step. And then compassion for that which I'm accepting. Acceptance allows 
for the compassion. So to practice this value, this value of acceptance, what do you need to be thinking? What needs to be going on in your thought life? Mm. I need to be listening for the inner wisdom, the inner mentor, and not listening for the inner critic, the inner judge. Mm -hmm. Judgment is very much uh, will shut down acceptance. I need to be thinking... I need to be thinking about the worthiness and the enoughness of of all living things. I think that's really the key when when I'm really aware of the intrinsic worthiness of things and people as they are, then acceptance is very easy. So how would you practice your value of acceptance in the face of the inner critic? Mm -hmm. So imagine that you are having a moment and the critic has come in in full force. How could you practice your value of acceptance in that situation? Um, I mean, if it's coming in full force, I, I can usually... I usually become aware pretty quickly when I'm judging other people and situations, probably more quickly than if I'm judging myself. Yeah. (laughs) So just being aware of, of the judgment can allow me to take a pause and turn it around and ask myself what in this situation needs to be accepted. How can I bring some acceptance to this situation or this person? It's definitely going to be the more subtle the judgment is, the harder it is Mm. to notice, you know? Yes. Yes. It's the noticing it in the first place. I think that's the biggest trick. Yeah. Yeah. And you said in order to practice this value, you need to feel love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you hear the critic, that's somewhere you could go. How can you love the critic? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, then we can go back to other conversations where, you know, where did the critic come from? The yeah. critic came from a place of wanting to protect me and provide me with help me find belonging. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I can love it for that reason alone. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a way into acceptance of yeah. what is in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. So what does doing this value look like when you're living this value what are you doing um I'm slowing down Mm -hmm. I think is super important because if I slow down I'm just more aware 
of what's happening and not reacting as, you know, quickly to judge. Um, And it really allows me to stay open to other possibilities of what's going on. You know, other versions of the truth yeah. of what's happening right now. So what boundaries need to be in place for you to be able to practice this value? I definitely have created boundaries for myself around just my morning practice and the time, the time that I need in the morning, the the things that need to happen, which include nourishing my body with food and with yoga and a bit of mindfulness, whether it's three mindful breaths or, you know, 20 minutes sitting on my meditation pillow. And those, that boundary of, you know, this is time that I need to be slow, to be mindful, to be open, and just to practice accepting what is in that moment, whether it's tight muscles or a busy rest of the day or the birds singing outside, just accepting everything in that moment. That's a really important boundary for me. Additional boundaries to practice this value of acceptance. Nothing else is coming to me. If acceptance is fully accepting and loving myself, Mm -hmm. are there any mental boundaries you need to put in place Mm. with yourself for yourself in order to practice this. Yeah. Just how I think about myself, Mm -hmm. but that's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. What is something that you might choose to say no to from a sort of thought process point of view in order to fully accept and love yourself is there anything that you would say no I'm not going to do that going forward and there might might be not you may say no there's nothing it's a question I mean I'd like to say no I'm not going to think judgmentally about my body but again that's easier said than done (laughs) Yeah, and and not to tie us in too many knots, but is that is saying that you're not going to think judgmentally? Yeah. Actually not accepting that you might. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I think you're right, but I don't so does that mean I might, I might, I'm going to think judgmentally about myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to accept myself for doing that. Mm-hmm. 
which could potentially allow me to change how I'm thinking about myself. Yeah. Yeah. If we sort of apply that, that theory of radical acceptance that we mm-hmm. can apply to emotions, to our thoughts as well. Yeah. And say, oh, yeah, I'm doing that thing mm-hmm. where I'm, I criticize my appearance or whatever it yeah. is. I'm doing that thing again. That's okay. That's okay. I understand. And then it's a cue to bring in the love, right? Mm-hmm. Completely understand why, I, why I'm feeling like that today. Yeah. I'm just going to send myself some love and compassion or whatever it is. Yeah. So is that the boundary that uh, I'm accepting of these thoughts and I won't allow that to to stop there, mm-hmm. to stop with the judgment? I, mm-hmm. I will move beyond the judgment. Yeah. And how do you move beyond the judgment? With like you said, like bringing in the loving thoughts. Mm, Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. And that you can apply to anything and everyone, Mm -hmm. not you, right? Right. Yeah. Does that one feel complete to you or Mm -hmm. is there anything else we should investigate here? No, that does feel complete. Awesome. Okay. Where would you like to go next? Um, I think I want to go into one that I have not done any of the definition work around already. Mm-hmm. And that's intuition. Okay. So in this context, in the context of your value, how would you define intuition? I would define it as listening to my inner wisdom trusting my inner wisdom yeah listening trusting having faith believing in myself which is what um alice told me actually now that i say it out loud (laughs) yeah in a wise woman alice yeah yeah yeah, I think in terms of it as a value, that's really what it's all about is like believing in myself, trusting in myself. Yeah. Okay. And what is it not? What is intuition not in this context? It is not having all the answers. It is not. Yeah, I think that's it. It's just mm-hmm. it's not having all the answers. Mm. it's trusting in myself yeah okay and what do you need to believe in order to practice this value I need to believe that the answers are within me Mm. I need to believe in myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) I need to believe in my worthiness. Um, I think that's it. Okay. And in order to practice this value of intuition, how do you need to feel? I think this one comes back to love also. 
I need to feel love for myself mm-hmm. and for all my experiences that, you know, have, have led me to where I am. Mm. I need to feel compassion and acceptance for mm. myself and also for whatever situation or person is in front of me. Mm-hmm. What if I'm being completely devil's advocate here? Mm-hmm. What if compassion and acceptance intuitively is not the right way to feel about the person in front of you? Like what if my intuition is saying, is giving me a warning sign? Yeah. Actually, and this is a question for both of us at the same time, is it possible to feel compassion and acceptance for somebody and still be able to react to a warning sign. Yes. Yeah. For sure. It's similar to empathy where you can, I think you can have compassion for somebody's circumstances that led them to act out in a destructive way yeah yeah yes compassion doesn't mean you have to stick around right put boundaries in place so when you're practicing your value of intuition how do you need to be thinking what does your thought life look like your thinking is is open to possibilities but is also curious. That's a good word for it. Mm-hmm. And huh, it's funny. It's the different values. It's like they're they're easier and harder to answer different aspects of it. You know, yeah. some values. It's like the emotion, super easy, and then the thinking about it on this one feels a little bit trickier for me Mm. yeah tell me more about the link between curiosity and intuition for you I mean I just feel like um I'm curious about how I know something Mm -hmm. and is it is it Is it something that's conditioned into me? Is it something that that I really want? Or is it just something that I know? Mm. Yeah. So how do you know the difference between those things? How do you know when something is really intuition versus desire or conditioning? It's like getting into the flow of something. And so things are flowing and knowing is flowing without, without questioning. Yeah. 
knowing without it's knowing Mm -hmm. so what does knowing what does that kind of knowing feel like it feels trustworthy Mm -hmm. and grounded Mm -hmm. and sometimes a little A little scary, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a word that's not a different word, but I, I don't know. Like scary and not a bad way. Mm-hmm. And just a, like a. Awesome kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And how is that different from how something conditioned feels? something conditioned feels it feels heavier Mm -hmm. and it feels it feels heavier but it it just feels wrong Mm -hmm. in a (laughs) in an intuitive kind of way (laughs) (laughs) yes you just know it's wrong yeah exactly yeah how does your body feel in knowing versus conditioned thinking? What are the different feelings in your body? Yeah, conditioned, I think, feels much tighter and mm-hmm. more tension, whereas the knowing feels more open and spacious and flowing. Great. Okay. So when you're practicing this value, when you're practicing intuition, what are you doing? I'm listening to myself. I'm paying attention to sights and sounds and people and signs around me. I'm listening to all the inputs, whether it's a person or a sign or a symbol or, you know, a song that comes on the radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's really like, it's, it's almost like um, another dimension of paying attention. Do you have an intuition practice? No, I think for right now, I'm just kind of letting it happen naturally. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I found the more I coached, the more it came online by itself. Coaching yeah. is a, such an intuitive practice. That's been probably been the biggest thing for me, actually, for expanding my intuition has actually been coaching. Oh, really? Okay. So I've just had to move because my computer was about to die. So the rest of the podcast is coming from the living room. <laughs> And I'm being assisted by Poppy, the very fluffy cat who is lying on the desk with me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not lying on the desk, but she is. (laughs) Not yet, maybe later. (laughs) (sighs) Definitely we'll do a little bit of homework on this one. Okay. Because I'd like to get underneath some of those beliefs around intuition if you would like to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. So let's do one more. Okay. 
Let's do community. You see, my intuition just went to community before you said that. Stop. <laughs> That's intuition. Yeah. I didn't cool. do anything with it. I just waited to see where you went, but you went to yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. What is community in this context for you? Community is, so this is one that I did do some writing on. So community is my people who see me and accept me, who I do the same for. Community is shared love of life and growth. Community is a group of people that I feel that I feel a connection with. Say a little bit more about shared love of life and growth. Well, I was, I was thinking about the people that I really feel like I am in community with and the people who are in community with me. And I thought about it in a small sense of my coaching community, the coaches that we know and are frequently in classes and different sessions with. Um, And then I also thought about uh, the huge community at my work that I support because, I mean, it's literally called design community and it's huge. It's hundreds of people. But when we do an event these days, I'm getting about 50 people show up and sometimes less. Sometimes we plan for smaller sessions. And so I started thinking about the people who who really show up and who are part of the community and what is created within the community. And my way of describing it was a shared love that's bringing us together of whatever commonality. So life being the commonality that's bringing us together and the growth piece being making, making the shared experience better. Lovely. Okay. What is community not? It's not just every single person in a group. It's not assumed. You can't just assume that a group is going to form a community. It does not exist without love and caring for the for the group. Okay. In order to practice this value of community, what do you need to believe? I need to believe that in the synergy of the connection across the group, that by coming together in community, we create something bigger than ourselves. How do you need to feel in order to practice this value? I need to feel deep love and connection, especially connection. 
I need to feel a reciprocation of attention and caring. I think that's it. And when you're practicing this value, what is going on in your thought life? What are you thinking about? I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about connection and how, how we're all connected and how I can bring people together. And how do you do it? How do you practice this value? Well, I mean, in my day job, I do it by planning events and moments for people to come together, but not just putting people in the same room, being thoughtful about their experience of that space and their experience with each other, how to help them feel comfortable being themselves so that they can form connections with other people in the space. I also, you know, some kind of standard things, try to find commonalities with people. I really try to set an example of being being real in a shared space, even when it feels uncomfortable to walk into a room of people you may not know, or even people you do know and still feel dorky around and try to make that okay. I, I also try to be aware of people that are having maybe more social anxiety issues and helping them to feel comfortable and part of the group as well, showing them that they are part of the group as well. I try to be very inclusive in my communities. What do you find more comfortable, participating in existing communities or creating communities? More comfortable? Mm, That's a really good question. Uh, I think I probably feel more comfortable creating communities. I mean, I don't know if I feel more comfortable, but I feel more, mm, I guess I feel more in control. And so that is a certain level of comfort. I guess I feel more comfortable being uncomfortable when I'm creating the community. Not to say that I don't enjoy participating in other people's communities. I I guess I probably feel more comfortable (laughs) being in other people's communities. Mm -hmm. But I think I might uh, enjoy leading communities yeah it's just interesting to be aware of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay amazing we got through three in one session which is pretty good (laughs) yeah (laughs) um what are you going to take away from this today um i loved our talk about intuition that was 
pretty eye-opening for me. And I will take away some of those questions about it. One thing I noticed myself talking about a lot, uh, especially with emotions, is love. Mm -hmm. And so I'm taking that away and a renewed awareness of how that plays into so many of my values. That's it for the show. Becoming Wild is a podcast written and produced by me, Emma Whittard. Special thanks go to Andrea Lida Wilborn, Sean Dennis, Jill Smolin, and Dean and De Silva. You can get more information about the show and other ways to experience my work at www.emmawittard.com. Please subscribe to Becoming Wild on your favorite podcast app and give us lots of lovely stars. It will make a huge difference to the discoverability of the show. If you'd like more direct coaching from me, please consider joining my Wild Woman community, where I post new content every few days and coach in the comments. And we have live coaching sessions every Friday. Or contact me to explore one-to-one coaching. If you have a question about what we covered today, or anything else you'd like some support over, you can email me at info at subject line wild questions. And I might just respond on the show. You'll be anonymous, of course. All of this information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. You matter. What you do matters. And when a woman truly knows that, she changes the world. See you next time on Becoming Wild.